Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, we're going to do something a little different and have a conversation with an author focused on a particular aspect of technology that has broad implications for society at large. I'm hoping that we can make this a regular feature in our show. Today, we're going to be talking to David Weinberger about his new book, Everyday Chaos, Technology, Complexity, and How We're Thriving in a New World of Possibility. The book asks the question, if we understand ourselves in terms of our technology, as we have done historically, and our world as well, we've thought about the world as being like a clockwork back in the 18th century, and we picked up a whole bunch of steam engine terms in the 19th century, and a whole bunch of information and computer ideas in the 20th century. If the technologies of the 21st century are the internet and the sort of AI known as machine learning, how might that be shaping how we think about how the future works, how the world works, and our place in that world? For thousands of years, we've assumed that we are the creatures that are able to rise up and understand how the world works. In the age of the internet and machine learning, those technologies are teaching us that in fact the world not only is way bigger and more complex than we could ever have imagined, but that it may not work according to only according to the large principles. Let me draw a contrast between traditional programming and how machine learning works. With traditional programming, a programmer sits down and figures out what are the major factors that uh, affect the problem that he or she is addressing, whether it's a, a business problem or it's a weather forecast. You know what the basic factors are, and then you program in the logic, how those pieces interact with one another. If you increase the sales force, then that will cost you more money but may generate more revenues and so forth. With machine learning, you don't do any of that. You just give it data, tons and tons and tons and tons of data, and you let it find as many connections as it can among all those different pieces. The picture of the, of the world, of the domain, whether it's weather or business or something else, that machine learning builds for itself can be so complex that we simply cannot understand it. Yet it works better than the traditional ways that we've used in which we try to understand our way through a problem. So in other words, if a human being, a single human being, me, you, anybody else, had all those data sets available to us and we could possibly be able to digest that much information, maybe we could come to the same conclusions as the machine, but, but we don't have all the information and we can't process it all. Is, is that it? That's a, a big part of it. But uh, another big part of it is that we would try to process it the way that we have for thousands of years, if not longer. We would try to process, process this big mass of information by trying to come up with the general principles and rules that, that hold, which reduces the problem to something that our minds can deal with. 
Machine learning systems don't have to do that sort of reduction. They're very happy to keep those millions or billions of points connected in, in multiple ways and never have to come up with some general principle about how the domain works. Well, human beings, over the last however many millions of years we've been around, we've had to come up with general principles and general rules to kind of figure out how to live our lives and order society and figure out what's right or wrong. Is this machine learning ability to not extrapolate any particular thing, just spit you out the data? I mean, is that good for us? How does that help us? It's good because it's, in the cases where we use it, we use it because it's more accurate. It's better at doing medical diagnoses in some cases or figuring out how to drive an autonomous vehicle, a driverless car and the like. It's better at doing the weather. Our weather forecasts are almost all now generated through machine learning. So it's good for us because this enables advances and that we, we are still just beginning to imagine what these advances will, will let us do. It also, however, tells us that the world works differently than we have thought. You are correct. We have uh, forever tried to generalize, to find the general principle that works within some area that we care about. It turns out that in many instances, those are just shortcuts, and they work pretty well. They've gotten us this far. But I think we are now on the next, poised for the next step in our evolution, which is to be able to use machines that we've created and that we control in order to address problems that are so complex that our old way of thinking simply doesn't work. So what's the opportunity for us? How could this be good for us in the future? Almost every day, there is news of some new breakthrough application where we might not have thought that machine learning even would work or that we thought was addressable. If you have a mobile phone, which is to say everybody, you are already using machine learning all the time, many, many times a day. When you check the weather, when the spam filters that you don't see but that keep spam from flooding your email inboxes, if you are using any of the routing and mapping software, uh, if you're using predictive typing that sort of fills in what it thinks you're going to say, your mobile phone is filled with machine learning. In the realm of medicine, where it's dealing with extremely complex systems, the human body, the human metabolism is insanely complex. But that's perfect for a machine learning system, which is able to find correlations, which we would n might never have noticed among all of the factors that affect us, affect our biology. With, um, within medicine, there are tremendous applications already emerging in, in uh, diagnosis, in particular, in genetics, because genes are really, really complex too. There's, I think, tremendous promise for this technology in trying to save our climate, Anywhere where there's a lot of data, it's very complex, a lot of factors are at play, which is, say, most of life, machine learning may be able to help us. Okay, so then in terms of the conclusions that you've drawn, there's, it's got to be more than, gee whiz, this is great technology, and isn't it cool what it does? Well, there are uh, various conclusions to draw in different, different areas. In business, I think one of the conclusions that's already being drawn is that while developing a strategy is, uh, can be a very important way of focusing uh, the company's attention, strategies are in some ways, especially long-term strategies, assume a sort of predictability that machine learning suggests is uh, at best a, a hope. And so more agile companies will continue to do better in, in an environment which is 
insanely complex, lots of contingencies, things depending on other things, which is, say, all environments. Overall, I think that the thing that we are learning from the Internet and particularly from machine learning is that here we have a technology that assumes that the world consists of trillions of details. And these details are all interconnected. Everything affects everything all the time. They do not subsume themselves. They do not reduce easily to general principles that we can then apply with great confidence. If that's how machine learning works, that tells us something about how the world works. And that also then tells us that maybe our human special place that we've assumed for thousands of years is maybe not so special. The human ability to understand the world is maybe more of a hope and a fiction than a fact. Well, I'm not sure I feel good about that. Is there, <laughs> is there, oh, anything, is, is there anything in this that I can feel good about? <laughs> I feel very good about the fact that we are able to acknowledge what I think we've hidden from ourselves for, as a species for a long, long time, which is that the world, the universe is vast and far more complex than our ability to contain it within our brains, and that this is awesome and magnificent and surprising, and we now have technology that enables us to do what we could not do before. That was author David Weinberger talking about his new book, Everyday Chaos. Look for it now everywhere books are sold, including everydaychaosbook.com, amazon.com, and barnesandnoble.com. And remember, you can find this program on wakr.net, Stitcher, Spotify, and as a podcast through Apple and Amazon app stores. One more thing before we sign off. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future topics, you can now send them in to us. Just go to wakr.net and look for the latest edition of This Week in Tech. Thanks for listening and see you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Tune in next week for more tech news and listen online at wakr.net.